0: Hello, everyone. Glad you could join us on the Real People, Real God podcast. We'll spend the next little while getting to know God a little bit better by getting into the Bible and hearing what He has to say to us and through us. Welcome. Welcome back. This is Pastor Tim Howard. I am so happy to have you here with me. This is episode or part four of the uh, Walking in the Spirit um, Bible study, and I'm excited to have you with me. And we're going to jump into it. If you want to turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, uh, we're going to get down to the nitty-gritty today and talk about how do we walk in the Spirit? What what do I need to do? Now, we have talked a lot about decisions and choices and things like that, uh, but maybe we got a little bit of an example here uh, of how we can do that um, because this is so vitally important to our eternal lives. So uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, starting in verse 31, Paul says, I affirm by the boasting in, in you which I have in Christ Jesus our Lord, I da- I die daily. If in the manner of men I have fought with beasts at Ephesus, what advantage is it to me if if the dead do not rise? Let us eat and drink, for tomorrow we die. Do not be deceived, evil company corrupts good habits. Okay, so we'll stop there for a moment. So Paul says, and we use this scripture often in Christian circles, um, Paul says, uh, I die daily. So let's talk about that for a minute. He dies daily because his salvation is only guaranteed if he lives a repentant life. And that's just like for us as well. Because remember Peter in in Acts chapter 2, I believe, he says in in his big sermon, he says, um, uh, he's talking about repentance Repent, therefore, and be converted. So, you know, it's important that we understand that repentance is a part of salvation. We can't just say the sinner's prayer and say, okay, I'm saved. I don't have to worry about anything ever again. That's not true at all. That's a deception from the enemy. The reality is, is that repentance is a part. So it's real simple. Think of it this way. If if you, uh, the, the minute that you accept the Lord into your life, you are as clean as, as you ever have been, okay, spiritually speaking, because you were forgiven right at that instant and you have not sinned or you have not done anything since then. So at that instant, you are free. You are perfect, spiritually speaking. However, as soon as you get back out into your life, <laughs> Um, you know then you start thinking things and and maybe even doing things or whatever and you can very easily and and most you know everybody does in everybody's sins um, so when we are saved we are clean at an instant for an instant and then we have to start making those choices I'm talking about and choosing not to sin and choosing to repent so, Repent means to turn away from those sinful things or to turn away, uh, put our life in another direction away from that sin. Um, So if we repent and we don't do it anymore, then we're still clean. But if we start doing it again or doing something else, then we're not clean. So remember what he told the the woman caught in adultery in Scripture. He says, you know, I don't condemn you. Go and sin no more. You know, in other words, repent. That's what he's telling her, repent. So if she would go and sin again, then she would be judged again, you know. Um, so it's important for us to realize that it, that salvation, a part of salvation is repentance, you know, and we fail at it. I mean, we do fail. Sometimes we do go back. But we need to continue to practice repentance and never give up on it um, because ultimately it is our goal to walk away from sin, and to live in the righteousness of Jesus Christ um, the best we know how. And that is abstaining from intentional sin. uh, Stop doing the things you know are wrong uh, and sinful. So uh, that's for us to do. Um, So, you know, Paul's talking about how he did, how he does this, and he dies daily. In other words, it's a daily effort uh, to, to, Abstain from living according to the flesh. It's a daily effort, uh, every day. Maybe when he woke up, maybe he said, "Okay, Lord, it, it's a new day. Um, you know, uh, help me to surrender this flesh to you. Help me, help me to make the right choices, the right decisions. Um, show me. Let me hear your voice. You know, the, he was probably praying things like that that many of us do today because we know the ramifications of." Of walking according to the flesh, and so it's important for us to engage with the Holy Spirit, start talking to him and asking for us asking for his help, so that you know we we can be clear of mind and not be fogged by the sin and by the desire and and all that um and and walk and do what he is called and live as He has called us to live. So to die daily is to ensure your mind is set on the things of God and not the things of the flesh. So every day, this is the beauty of sleep. Now, I want you to hear me out on this because I think this is pretty neat. This is the beauty of sleep. Sleep is a reset button for your spirit, okay? Sleep is a reset button for your spirit. So when you go to sleep, whatever thoughts you had, whatever whatever you did that day, whatever sin or whatever you were involved in, when you go to sleep, your spirit gets the opportunity, your mind gets the opportunity to reset. Now, you don't forget about what you did necessarily, but you get a brand new day to wake up because while you were sleeping, guess what? You didn't sin (laughs) because you were asleep. So you get a brand new day. So when you wake up, your day has already started without sin. You've already started your repentant walk for that day. Now, from, that, from the moment you wake up to the moment you go back to sleep, you have choices to make. Do I want to continue this, um, this day as, as being um, you know, righteous before God and walking in the Spirit? Or am I going to ruin this day by making choices to live according to my flesh? And so, you know, it's, it's already begun, but in the, in the event that you do, uh, do the wrong thing, make the wrong choice, the wrong decision, you get a reset. You get an opportunity to change your mind. You get an opportunity the next day to make another decision, to make another choice. And that's the beauty about sleep. You know, think about it. If we never got a chance to sleep, if we got another never got a chance to think about what we've done, think about our lives and 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 give our minds a break, we'd all be in big trouble. So that's why sleep is important. You know, it is a reset button for your spirit. You know, not that your sins go away and all that kind of stuff. You still have to make choices, but it gives you the chance to to start the day sinless. <laughs> and and make your choice from there. Um, so dying daily, that's kind of what it is is to say, okay, this is the, this is the day. right now as I wake up, I have not sinned today. all right so I have not engaged in anything I shouldn't do. Uh, and so from here forward, God help me uh, help me to make the right decisions. help me to bring this body into, into alignment uh, with you and uh, you know to not engage in things I shouldn't do. So it's a conscious choice that must be made every day and maybe even more if necessary. We should make the decision every day to live for Jesus and not satisfy the flesh. I know this sounds so fundamental, but it is foundational for every believer. I don't care how spiritual you are or how involved you are in ministry or how long you've been involved in in your Christian walk. It's important for us to recognize this every day uh, to make the decision the lust, um, the lust is like that firefly that lights up on occasion to show the attention of the child, you know, the little kid's running, uh, you know, with his little jar in his hand trying to, trying to catch these fireflies. Um, success is locating the firefly, and it only comes when the child is close and the tail of the thorax is lit. Only then is the bug captured. Sin dances around us frequently, charging up our excitement by looking attractive at the right time, just at the right time. When we grab it and we force it into our jar, it will, live, um, it will live there until it dies or we let it go. We consider this analogy to be in favor of sin and its birth. However, this can also be applied to chasing after the fruit of the Spirit. It also lights up, and it's attractive. It attracts us um, to grab it. So the power is in the desire to do the God thing. And and I and I talk about that so much. To do the God thing. To do the things that um, are heavenly. You know, to to be around positive people, Christian people. To be around um, good, uh, wholesome Christian or, or at least wholesome music and. Um, to, to be in in the scriptures to um, to um, to walk out uh, the excitement and the joy of the lord that is in our heart to help and serve other people all those things uh, are God things and uh, that's what we need to be focused on um, so uh, <clears throat> um, I'm looking at my notes here. So sin keeps us in the flesh. It keeps us grounded on the earth. And this should not be swayed by how we feel at the moment. In reality, it should not be based on feelings at all. So often we do let feelings and emotions influence our decisions to act in the flesh or act in the spirit. So, you know, we we are guided by emotion. Now, we need to be careful with that. Emotions are the result of physical emotions encounters or, or um, sensations or feelings, um, but they should not be the motive for us to make decisions um, because they can often lead us uh, down the wrong road. So we have to be careful with with emotions um, in the flesh and in the spirit both. Um, we must be convinced and committed to pleasing God over the flesh. We must want what God promises more than what the flesh wants to be satisfied and that's, that's a, something we have to weigh in the balance. This comes from an encounter that results in a decision to serve God. What do we want more in our lives? So our minds, we need to set our minds on the things of God. We do that by uh, recognizing sin, recognizing what it means to walk in the Spirit, by desiring God and desiring God things. See, the thing is, is you can't you 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 can't uh, pretend this. You can't fake this. Um, you know you can go through your life and and not actually perform any sin and still be a complete sinner and go to hell. Um, because it's 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 about a change. It's about a relationship with Jesus. It happens in the heart first and on the inside, and it affects our actions and everything. And as we grow in the Lord. Uh, it continues to change us. The Word of God continues to change us as long as we're uh, will, ready and willing students of Scripture. And uh, so we, we must be committed to this and and allow this change to take place. And because, you know, as we learn what sin is, as we learn what hurts God, we, we learn what um, pleases Him— and, and we point our life in that direction. I mean, He's our Heavenly Father. Wouldn't we want to make our Heavenly Father happy? Um, and so uh, this is kind of the direction we have to, to, to put our lives in. Um, so, you know, think about the fruit of the Spirit and think about um, wanting that displayed in your life and, and uh, you know, not just faking it to present those things, but living um, with integrity and, and uh, living from the heart and knowing that when I help that person or or, or whatever it is I'm doing, I'm, I'm just doing my daily job, but I'm doing it because, you know, it supports my family and it supports, um, you know, me being able to, uh, to serve God in different ways. And, you know, so I'm going to do my job according to the Lord, the will of the Lord, the best I know how, you know, and I want the fruit of the spirit to be displayed in my life because I want people to see that. So. I want to touch on one more point and, uh, before we end this series, uh, and, and that is the fact that when we walk in the Spirit, um, some people see it as, um, should I say, uh, walking in the supernatural. Now, um, I, I will say that believers should be walking in the supernatural, and not all of us, not everybody knows what that means. And that's, uh, that's really another study for another time. Um, but I mean like Jesus did, like walking, doing signs, miracles, and wonders, seeing people healed, that kind of thing, and um, using the gifts of the Spirit that's talked about in 1 Corinthians 12 and so on. Um, uh, so walking in the Spirit uh, does not in and of itself mean that just because I'm walking in the Spirit, I can do all those things. What it, walking in the Spirit is the foundation of our relationship with Jesus. Um, inviting the Holy Spirit to fill us, um, to, to just immerse us in His life and in, in, in everything, Him being within us. Um, we have access to the gifts of the Spirit, and we have access to some supernatural things. Um, and that's for every believer that believes. Um, that does, but walking in the spirit does not mean we suddenly have some supernatural power that we can do everything ourselves. All that comes from the Lord. It comes from the Holy Spirit, not from us. Um, But walking in the spirit, as we've been studying in this series, is foundational for every believer in every part of our faith in God, every um, uh, part of our uh, living in the kingdom of God. It is foundational to walk in the spirit. Um, and it will open, if we point our lives in that direction, it will open um, our, our spiritual lives up, uh, open our hearts up and our minds up um, to increased faith through the word, um, to increased um, presence of God, manifest presence of God, uh, realizing he's with us. I mean, he's with us all the time, but there's also this manifest presence we can feel at times. Um, So the more we practice walking in the Spirit, the more we are able to encounter God, because walking in the Spirit is an act of surrender of the flesh. And anytime we surrender anything of the flesh, we make room for more of God and, and more of His presence. So the more we walk in the Spirit, the more we surrender, and the more we make room for more of God. And that's when we start to really encounter and experience God in, in new and supernatural ways and asking him to fill us with his spirit, you know, and then, you know, we can uh, take on some of these gifts as as the Lord sees fit um, for us to really use them to bring people into the kingdom of God, word of knowledge and and word of wisdom and uh, healing and a gift of faith and um gift of um, tongues and all these different things that God can use and does use to bring people into the kingdom of God. Uh, so it walking in the spirit is just the beginning of of what God has for us. and walking in the spirit is foundational to that. It doesn't mean that it's just something that we can um suddenly start having superpowers. That's not what it is. Walking in the spirit is foundational and and it's for each and every one of us. So, I hope you have enjoyed this, uh, this series on walking in the Spirit. I hope it makes sense to you now what it means more than before. Um, please drop me a line. let me know what you think. Let me hear your testimony. Um, walking faith at outlook.com. That's my email address walking at outlook.com. and uh, you know just just let me know. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. Um, I just want to encourage you to study this on your own, um, take uh, the scriptures I've given you and, and you know read those verses and chapters and just pray, ask the Holy Spirit to open your understanding. And my prayer for you through this study is that um, you will find a foundation to put your life on and that you will be able to walk in the Spirit, uh, walk over re- and live a repentant life, and be able to access, um, the the gifts, access the, the love, access the power, access the things that God has given us through his spirit so that we may go out and bring others into the kingdom of God. That's my prayer for each and every one of you. So I just pray that um, God be with you, that you um, that you hear his voice more clearly in, in your life, um, and uh, that this study has been a blessing to you. So thanks for joining me. God bless. We're so glad you could join us for this episode of the Real People, Real God podcast. You can support this podcast by visiting www.valleyviewchapel.net and click on the donate button. Music was by Kevin McLeod and my name is Tim Howard. Until next time, may the Spirit of God continue to teach you His ways.